Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast. My name is possibly Marcus Brayburn. Uh, I'm Tabby. And we are the, the Detective, Detective Inspectors. Hooray! Yes, we are. <laughs> we, we, we almost did that. We, we almost, are the Detective Inspectors. We, we, almost, we, we are definitely that. But, we, are, um, we are peaking on the audio as well. Okay. Let's so turn let's, that down a tiny bit. Down a tiny bit. And we are the Detective Inspectors. And, and, and we are clearly professional. Yeah. As mentioned before we started, we are, neither of us are professional broadcasters, I think, and that will become clear. And if it probably is clear already, I would imagine. Sadly, I did go to like a prof- I, I did take professional broadcasting at college, so I should be better. I dropped out after the first year. Uh, <laughs> you never told me that. <laughs> you failed professional broadcasting. I did. Well, I didn't so much fail as just left before I could fail. So um, that's a fail. It's not. That's that's leaving with dignity. No. <laughs> with my it's head. better to fail than to drop out. No. It is. It's better to try and not be good enough than just quit because you can't be fucked. <laughs> Sorry, we've we've derailed already. This is this is not Tabby's failures podcast. Well, that, that will be. <laughs> there's enough material, believe me. It will probably le- lean that way. Anyway, let's not go off track. Right at the start. Focus. So this, we are the Detective Inspectors, and this is a podcast where we're going to watch, once every couple of weeks, a detective programme, and we're going to analyse it, and we're going to look at the level of detection, the quality of the de- detectives on show, and give our general thoughts. And I, I think mainly... Uh, it's it's not going to be quite as dry as that. Um, we're basically going to be talking about all of the bullshit and all the ridiculous nonsense, and um, ridiculous plots that we uh, that we come across. In an ideal world, it would be it would be funny. <laughs> like that's our hope. It remains remains to be seen. We'll you know. we'll, we'll let you be the judge. Um, you, ju- the singular, my <laughs> my immediate family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my mum will listen. But, uh, there you go. So this is the first episode, and we thought, you know, what better way to start than with one of the all-time classics of detective programming from either side of the Atlantic? And so, Tabby, why don't you tell us exactly what it is we're watching this whole week? Well, it ran from. 1984 to 1996. Can I just say he's not reading this? No, no. And you said I didn't do research. (laughs) From 1994 to 1996, a whopping 12 series. It is, of course, the classic Murder, She Wrote. Can I stop you there? Go on then. It's uh, Murder, She Wrote. What did I say? You said Murder, She Wrote. But it's actually there's a comma. For fuck's sake! <laughs> murder, <laughs> murder. She wrote. She wrote. That's oh, Christ. just no. But it is there the comma. 
So you can't ignore it because that changes the whole meaning of the sentence. Murder, she wrote. Fucking hell. <laughs> You're laying your pedant cards on the table pretty early. <laughs> I just When I I was watching it yesterday, and I, it was really the first time I'd ever noticed a comma. And I started wondering about the, the about why the comma is there. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't say I've given it that much thought, really. Well, I do know. Okay. Um, was this like a sudden epiphany, or did you look it up? I looked it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> on the internet. So, on the Wikipedia page, it gives the game away that the whole series is named after an Agatha Christie film, a Miss Marple film, sorry, written by Agatha Christie, and that was called Murder, comma, She Said. Ah. So the whole thing, the whole premise of it is based on that. Well, your, for once your pedantry has actually paid off. That's, that is a good fact. The Detective Inspectors. Murder, she wrote. Uh, some brief background details. Created by... Well, there's three people who created it. Two of them are the two people that created Columbo. So this is... You, whatever you think of Murder, She Wrote, the people that made it, them's good people. Also made Columbo. And <laughs> was the third one murdered. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Well, no, it would be horrible. <laughs> well, it's, it's, long, it's, it's long enough ago for us to laugh at if he was murdered. Unless he was murdered recently. <laughs> We're getting into some interesting ethics already. <laughs> okay, let's quickly... So quickly, I will clarify exactly what Murder, She Wrote is, because I'm sure people, the, all the person listening has probably not heard of it. So, it is based around an individual called Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Beatrice Fletcher, to be precise. Uh, unmarried name, maiden name, Jessica Beatrice McGill, which I read on the train here. And she is a crime writer who has written a number of novels that we might get into later. Because she's written like 30 novels and they've actually all got titles because they show up at the start or the end of the episode. You can see all the novels she's written. So I might go through those later if we have a quiet moment. Just, just going to read a list of 30, 30 nonsense titles. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll save that if we get really desperate. Yeah, exactly. If we, yeah, if we can't think of anything good to say... In its prime, Murder, She Wrote had 26 million viewers per week. Now, that is in the US, where there's a big old audience number to, to choose from. But that lot. is still... That's still a lot. I mean, I guess there were less channels, you know, didn't have the internet, no, you know, no porn. But hugely popular. No, no, no. <laughs> the basic premise is a crime will happen. The police are genuinely going to be fuckwits. Jessica Fletcher is going to solve it. There's a great quote on the Wikipedia page about the premise of the series, and it says that Jessica Fletcher, by carefully piecing the clues together and asking astute questions, she always manages to trap the real murderer. For me, <laughs> this... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that you're going to say, this never actually happens. <laughs> no, I think it does happen, actually, in every episode. But what it is... Piecing clues together and asking astute questions, is that not the job of the fucking police? In in general terms. In general terms, yes, but I think you're going to find that this um, project 
derails very quickly because we are going to see exactly this in everything that we watch. So the police are shit. The police, yes, the police are shit. And uh, well, no, 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 no. Plus, also in the context of of fictional character, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start slagging the police. We don't know. We don't know exactly what we're going to do yet for the rest of these episodes. But one thing is true: there are two, there are two types of detective program. There are police detective programs, and then there are busybody detective programs. And this falls firmly into the busybody detective camp. And in any busybody detective program, the police are fuckwits. Yeah, that's true. Although, uh, invariably, like, uh, the busybody uh, and or amateur sleuth will invariably be friends with one member of the police force. And, and maybe... I suppose that member of the police force is, is kind of overlooked by his colleagues. He's probably been there a little while. He's seen as like the, you know, he's the old guard. Um, and uh, yeah, he doesn't get the respect, but he gets the fucking results. <laughs> he gets the fucking results. <laughs> he only gets the results because he's friends with... Jessica Fletcher. Why do I feel like I'm pitching a program right now? Yeah, well, maybe you should be. Yeah, that's something. That was pretty good actually. And just a quick word on the format of the program, as this is the first ever episode, ever. Our program or Murder She Wrote? Our program. Okay. A quick format of our program. What we're going to do is we're going to watch. In fact, we've already watched half the episode, and so. How this is going to work is we're going to talk about the first half of the episode as briefly as we possibly can. Then we're going to make some predictions about what we think is going to happen. And we will be keeping a rigorous tally of who is correct and who is not correct. I've, I've already made several mistakes, on. but um, we already know more than you do. So. <laughs> and then we're going to watch the second half of the programme. <laughs> and then we're going to see how that all pans out. Sounds good. Let's see what happens, and then we'll have some maybe some closing thoughts. I would have thought so. Then we'll probably go on too long. Yeah, then we should probably shut up. Yeah. But... As said, as mentioned previously, neither Tabby or myself are professional broadcasters. Though it turns out Tabby did do half of a professional broadcasting course. <laughs> when you were how old? Um, eighteen. Eighteen thirty years ago. No. Anyway, on with the program. <laughs> Felony Homicide. This week, we watched an episode of Murder, She Wrote called Flip... Film. <laughs> Film... Flam. Flam. Film Flam. It's Not Flim Flam, like I wanted to say. It's a clever pun. Um, it is, a, is, is it a pun? Yeah, it's a play on words. It's punish. It's fucking punishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's punishing. We just watched 25 minutes of this shit and it felt like an hour. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to try and do now is go through this plot as quickly as possible. And I want to say right from the outset, this, is, this program is 45 minutes long. You need a murder in there. You've got to set the whole thing up. You've got to have the murder and then you've got to solve the murder all in three quarters of an hour. There are, in my opinion, too many people. In ev and every episode of this I've seen is the same. There's too many people in this. Yeah, there's there's an excess of characters. And I think that from the writing perspective, I think they're probably going for sort of like, the more people we throw in, the less likely you'll be to guess the 
guess the murderer. So I can kind of see that, but it basically means that you have sort of like these incredibly badly written sort of like um, shallow husks of characters who are like really do nothing. There's so Just, many. They've they've basically gone to like they've gone for the writing idea of sort of like confuse and bamboozle rather than actually kind of make any kind of coherent plot. And it is confusing and bamboozling because of all the people in this programme and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through them now as quickly as possible. I only know the names of three of them. Like, I only know the actual names. And one of them I'm not sure about. And one of them's dead now. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to now run through <laughs> although sadly he is actually dead in real life so that's a shame so I'm going to run through oh, is he? yeah oh I feel bad now <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> he doesn't care it's a shame he's dead because I thought he looked like a sex offender I thought that might be like a, an extra part of the plot it's fucking Gomez Adams oh it is yeah yeah no I did, <laughs> I did read that do you know the name of the actor? Uh, Sean Essen. <laughs> no notes. Again, I just I'll clarify, Tabby, you had no notes when he made that, when he pulled that rabbit from that hat. Do you know who the other famous actor in it is? Uh, Angela Lansbury. Apart from that, uh, Jim Caviezel. I saw the name on the credits, titles. Uh, it played Jesus in Passion of the Christ. Uh, um, no, I saw, tell you what, I saw on IMDb when I looked for all the people in this episode. And it said that he was in Passion of the Christ. And I just flicked through it, assuming <laughs> it'd have been like, I don't know, Doubting Thomas, one of the shit disciples. <laughs> Doubting Thomas was the best disciple. No, Judas was the best disciple. Ah, true. <laughs> and it is true. No, no. You're, you're, without you're, him. You're right. Without him, it's, there's no Act 3. Um, <laughs> anywho, I'm now going to go through the characters and you're going to... What I want you to do, Tabby, is see if you can tell me anything about them. So you've got the main guy. The, OK, you've got Jessica Fletcher, who is busy bodying herself around a Hollywood uh, production set. Uh, you then have a producer. Can we do, What's the pretense of her actually being on the set? I can't remember. Um, obviously, it's going to be something to do with a book. Maybe they're sort of like adapting a book or oh, something. No, no, she's, or... no, she has got a new book coming out and the producer is like after the rights but I think they're just mates right. I think she's just I, think, I, I can't remember the pretext of why she's there if there is a pretext it is a weak one um, can I also just say that this, like, the um, the opening the, the, the programme starts and uh, we get a nice caption coming up of like Hollywood California with some really for 1995, there was some incredibly 80s, like, terrible sax music playing over the top of it. 80s, well, 90s, <laughs> it's all the same. True. Um, it all but, blends. But what I did really enjoy was uh, on uh, IMDb, the um, in the crazy credits sequence, um, someone just wrote the caption, Hollywood, California, comes up. Zero out of one person found that interesting. So, <laughs> one person looked at that and thought, no, that's really dull. Does that, does that, qual does that qualify as a crazy quote? No, no, it doesn't. It's just, it's just a caption on the screen. It is. So you've got the producer, who is Jessica Fletcher's friend. Okay. So, oh, before we go any further, I'm ruling him out. He is not the murderer. 
because he is Jessica Fletcher's friend, and there's no way they would portray one of Jessica Fletcher's friends as a murderer. Oh, there must be an episode where they do that. Eleventh series, come on, the arse end of the eleventh series, they must have to pull out one of them. They are running out of ideas. <laughs> you would imagine. I would think. And then we've got... <laughs> and then we've got his number two, who's a lawyer. Yep. The bearded guy with yep. the glasses. And the grey suit. And the grey suit, exactly. So you've got him, you've got the producer, you've got him. Then you've got a guy called Hank Duncan. Which one was Hank? <laughs> he looks like oh, he the, on the farm. Yes, yeah, some sort of like, God knows, yokel backward <laughs> motherfucker who somehow has a beautiful girlfriend. Okay, that brings me on nicely to our next character. The beautiful the girlfriend. The beautiful blonde actress <laughs> who is, for some reason, going out with Hank Duncan, who definitely looks like and comes across as a ridiculous yokel. You then have a weird bloke with like a side parting who looks like he might be in like some late nineties indie band. Is he the he's the he's the guy who's kinda of like ghosting, he like disappears from scenes. Yeah. That's uh, that's Jim Caviezel, that's Jesus. That's oh right, that's which, the Jesus. Which explains why he can disappear from the middle of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly. Perfect. <Fuck. laughs> Yeah. Is this a shared universe? <laughs> I reckon it is. Shared universe between series 11, episode 18 of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Bible, she wrote. The <laughs> Bible, she wrote. Bible, she wrote. I'd love to read the Bible according to Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher, by the way, who has a longer Wikipedia entry than Jesus. And she's a fictional character. How on earth did you find that out what <laughs> you looked up jesus on wikipedia and like what did like a word count <laughs> no i just looked up jessica fletcher and it was quite a long entry for a fictional character so and i thought, assumed it was so, probably so, longer than jesus. So, you th- so you thought i wonder what jesus is up to <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that weird bloke from the past who keeps disappearing then you've got the daughter of the producer. You've got the daughter. All right. The whole. Oh, it's just so confusing. It's so confusing. So the, the basic premise is that um, there was a film director. Um, uh, what was his name? Was Sean Austin Young. Austin Young, um, who died during the making of his final film. This was sort of 35 years ago, I believe. And the basic premise is that, I mean, according to the write-up, the, the film is being restored, although it seems that they're actually just reshooting it's an awful lot of it. It's, it's not being restored, is it? It's not... It's being finished. But, yeah. Um, I don't think it was ever finished. And, uh, you know, in our personal lives, we know, a, we know a thing or two about film restoration, and uh, this is not how you restore a film. <laughs> I've been restoring films for eight years, and I've never been on a film set. No, no. funnily enough, that's, uh, that, that tends to have been finished by the time we got our hands on it. Quite a long time before. Yes. Um, this film's being restored. It's being overseen, I believe, by uh, Sean Astin. Um who is the guy Fritz. Fritz who is who is also writing a book on the director yeah he's not producing it 
and he's not directing it, but he's kind of like uh, either he was. I think he was friends with the director, and so he's like a like a like, like an authority authority yeah. on the man, isn't he? Basically, yeah. Who who would be able to oversee his vision? Um, I suppose. Um, so that's kind of where we're at, and the uh, the various other characters. Um, there's Jesus Caviezel, um, <laughs> Jesus Caviezel, yeah, <laughs> um, who is vague and shady, and was sort of hide like in the opening scenes was hiding under a, a table while other people were oh, was that talking him? about it. Yeah, this studio hasn't been used for ages, but I can still smell coffee. And also, if you've ever been in a film studio. Always smells of fucking coffee because everyone just constantly drinks coffee. Yeah, but that's <laughs> it hasn't been used for ages. Even so, yeah, the smell of coffee doesn't last forever. <laughs> we went into Abbey Road. There was a cup of coffee sitting in the middle of the fucking studio. <laughs> uh, from that day, <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, but even if it wasn't from that day, even if it'd been there for ages, that's a reason why it might smell of coffee. It's a fucking cup of coffee in the middle of the room. <laughs> I just think that that's a strange, a strange it logic. Is. It, no, <laughs> it is a strange logic. It's a, it's a strange program. <laughs> so I've got a few pointers now on the plot because there are a few things that have happened. Basically, the film is in trouble. They're going way over budget. Meanwhile, Hank Duncan, <laughs> the the kind of country bumpkin with the attractive blonde actress girlfriend. Him and the lawyer, the dad's number two, producer's dad's number two, they are basically making a pirate copy of this movie. And they've somehow got... They're going to make like $700,000, I think, selling this pirate copy of this unfinished film. There is also a child star who was in the film, who everyone's ignoring because she's not very attractive and she's got glasses on. She's hanging around... And then not a whole lot else happens apart from the fact that basically Fritz is now dead. So yep. Basically they had a screening of the movie which you thought something was going to happen during the screening of the movie because that would be clever. Because that, that's the perfect place to stab someone. Yeah. In fact, like, you know. The lights go up and someone's dead. Yeah. That would be great. That would be drama. No, too much for murder, she wrote. Yeah. They watch the film and then literally the, it, the lights go down and then it fades to the next morning. So, I mean, nothing happens. Why did they even have the screening of the movie? So, it, yeah. Um, I mean, what we did establish from the screening of the movie was that it was clearly a terrible film because the dialogue was horrendous. Um, in, the, in, the, in the very few seconds um, of, of dialogue that we heard that closed the movie um, Jessica Fletcher likes it um, she, she yeah she uh, she said um, well they don't oh god something along the lines of like they haven't made a film like that in 35 years oh yeah yeah which is just like fuck off Jessica okay there is one more point that we've <coughs> missed I agree with you though <laughs> fuck off Jessica Fletcher <laughs> Good films still get made now. Although she's talking in the mid-90s, so I'm assuming she hasn't seen like Pulp Fiction and The Usual Suspects because they're a bit well, young for her. And there weren't that many 90, good films. 95. Naked came out in 94. That's one of the, my favourite films ever. I'm not sure Jessica Fletcher would have liked Naked. <laughs> Urban, gritty, British. 
political drama? Uh, well, she was in you know, a fair few. I mean, her first film was Angela. Well, see, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, confusing. Confu- I'm confusing the actress with the with the character, never, and that's never do that. Never do that. But there's one thing we've forgotten: the 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 old film director's daughter, who no one even knew he had a daughter, and these people adopted are about, daughter. Yeah, and these people are about to make Not the movie. That there's a lot of adopted people. Um, and they're fine. <laughs> just, <laughs> they are. Why are you laughing? Oh. Some of the genuine. Because you. <laughs> but, no, some of them are good people too. <laughs> anyway, this daughter shows up 35 years after and basically scuppers the whole fucking thing because she owns the rights to the film because there's some contractual blah, blah, blah. And so basically, and that's a key point. So the key points in the first half of this thing are the daughter shows up and that's kind of it. And two people are planning to make a forgery. Yeah, people are trying to make a forgery. Daughter shows up. Um, Fritz is writing a book. Um, that's a key point. Fritz is writing a book and he is, sh- he is shedding some sort of light on the way Austin Young, the old film director, died. He doesn't think it was an overdose. And Jesus Caviezel is disappearing <laughs> left, right, and fucking centre. Yeah, yeah, he's he's there and he's not, and and that's fine. So he's meant to be kind of like the mysterious character who's clearly not the fucking murderer. Because... No, but he's mysterious because he does literally keep disappearing. Yeah, like he. I've got a note somewhere. Weird bloke from past who keeps disappearing. I've written down, so I think he's from the past. <laughs> what, like some sort of like dimension shifter or time traveller? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think this is a good night, sweetheart situation. Jesus Christ! <laughs> right, so I guess uh, it's time for it's time for predictions. Predictions. Tabby, please. Right. Be my guest. Who is the murderer? And why did they murder Fritz? So, see, this is interesting because three. <laughs> I think I'll be the judge of that. Three notes up. This person I thought was the going to be the person who was going to die. Ah, who did you think was going to get murdered? The same person as I thought is now the murderer, ah. which is, I think it's going to be, ex-child star actor. Actress, Ooh. Joan Kemp. Joan Kemp, is that her name? Joan Kemp, that is the character's name. Little Joan Kemp. Uh, Kemp. Little Joan Kemp, uh, that's what they call her though, isn't it? Isn't right. That that's what she calls herself. You know, I'm Joan Kemp. You know, Little Joan Kemp. And everyone's yeah. like, no. No, no one remembers you. The reason for her killing the director is that he probably pulled some uh, Roman Polanski shit on her and uh, when she was a child star. And um, she's probably quite bitter about that. Okay, you know what? <laughs> You know what, Tubby? Yeah. I don't know quite what to do now. Have you got the same thing? Well, I hadn't really decided who I thought was gonna, who I thought the murderer was. But you've just said that. What you've just said—that it's a child star, and she—it's a Roman Polanski situation. And Fritz, just before Fritz died, he was telling Jessica Fletcher that he's got an idea about. Fucking kids. About <laughs> which Fritz looked like he was well capable of doing. As, yeah, as previously referenced. Um, but yeah, I reckon 
I reckon child star was sexually abused by Austin Young, then killed Austin Young, and Fritz knows it, and he's about to expose her as the murderer. So she killed him for that reason. However, that I think that is definitely what happened. But I'm going to make my own prediction, because that's I will your al- prediction. I will, I will also say that if I was writing Murder, She Wrote, and like turned that script in, they would say, <laughs> no, this is Murder, She Wrote. That doesn't happen. <laughs> That, that no kid fucking. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shout. Okay, I no longer, I no longer agree with what Tabby said. But I might. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with the murderer. Um, but I will. I will admit that there might be a difference in reason as to quite motive as as. We are de- detective inspectors and should probably use proper words. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. We're this is uh strictly amateur hour. <laughs> yeah, neither of us are professional broadcasters, and as we probably discussed on previously unreleased and recorded episodes, why should we make an effort when to they do haven't. things properly when the people that wrote this shit didn't? So, I'm now going to make a snap decision on this. Like the weird bloke from the past. Has to have something to do with it. Um, so I, I I think the weird bloke from the past isn't a weird bloke from the past, obviously, because I don't think Murder She Wrote ever got into fucking you know, time travel <laughs> good night sweetheart situation. So I think that the weird bloke from the past isn't a weird bloke from the past, but he is somehow related to uh, the old film director, and he yeah, he's either he's, e- he's either d- the director's son or um, the brother of the adopted sister, uh, adopted daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't adopt a sister. Uh, you can have an adopted sister, but you can't personally adopt a sister. Anyway, that sh- is. <laughs> I've been lied to all my life. <laughs> that. That clearly is the end of the first part. That, yeah. um, so uh, join us in a few moments after this little sting and we'll tell you exactly what happened and you'll you'll find out, which I'm sure you can't wait for, to find out who, out of Tabby and me, Tabby was right. It was Tabby. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> The detective inspectors. <laughs> no, we said no singing. Um, and I'm also going to say no whistling. <laughs> what do you think that's entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tabby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm depressed. Oh, why are you? Why? Why are you sad? Why are you sad, Marcus? I'm depressed, Tabby, because I've just watched Murder. She wrote, yeah. and there are there are three depressing things about it. The way I see it, go on. Then. Number one, I don't understand what happened, which I think reflects poorly on my intellect. I I, th- I think it, it reflects more poorly on the um, the ridiculous writing and uh, the, the fact that it is entirely incoherent. No, but this is a program watched and loved by pensioners all over the world for the last thirty years. 
And yet I, a man in his, in the prime of his life, in his mid thirties, I wouldn't go there. Not understand <laughs> what the fuck happened in this episode of Murder She Wrote. Well, you've you've kind of destroyed your own argument with your own question, really, <laughs> <laughs> because um, basically it's it's. Um, the the writing is very much sort of like smoke and mirrors. It's basically throw so many different like random and useless characters that you know none of those plot lines are tied up. You don't get you don't get any kind of like resolution um, for the majority of them, and we'll we'll go through the ones that you do. But the other characters, it, it, it's designed to deceive you. Um, you're designed to be sort of like basically emotionally invested in the, the only thing you're designed to be emotionally invested in is whatever bullshit Jessica Fletcher comes out with um but she's but she but she isn't she's good look as much as I hate to admit it and at the end of this conversation if you can call it that we're gonna <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end, okay, we'll call it a conversation. Yeah, At the please, end of this conversation, <laughs> episode <laughs> episode one, by the way, <laughs> this is how I'm already dismissed. <laughs> Can I just say it's episode one, but I've known Tabby for a long time, so there is a lot of water under the bridge. <laughs> but it's all been good water. <laughs> We're gonna rate. At the end of this conversation, forward slash episode, we are gonna. We're going to rate Jessica Fletcher as to how good a detective she is. And I don't think... I've watched... I watched one of these yesterday for research, as I'm sure you did. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Better things to do. <laughs> Better things to, to do. Better things to do. Like what? Um, went and got a burrito. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was nice. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Yeah. I wish I'd done that. <laughs> Wasn't invited though, listener. <laughs> Not invited. Spent all day with you anyway. <laughs> true. We're gonna have to rate Jessica we're, we're gonna rate Jessica Fletcher as a detective and I don't think you can give her I've watched a few of these episodes, and as much as I fucking hate the, there's too many characters, there's too many plot threads. There's basically there's too much happening in a forty-five minute episode for this to work. Yet, Which she is, does it, man. She nails it every time. She's got a hundred percent success rate, but she does. Would you go as far to say uh, too many crooks spoil the broth? <laughs> 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 that's uh, that's that's my quick capsule uh, <laughs> review of Murder She Wrote. <laughs> we should definitely write a review of Murder She Wrote and post it on Reddit and make that the title. Too many too many crooks spoil the broth. Again, I could be getting a burrito. It'll be fine. <laughs> What? Rather than writing the article, <laughs> get a burrito. Rather than posting bullshit on Reddit, yes. <laughs> yes, anything better than that. I've never really looked at Reddit. Um, it's full of nutters. Um, there are some. There are some obviously sort of like good things. That's but the internet, though, isn't it? It is the internet, but the nutters tend to sort of like basically 
it goes kind of like Reddit for your kind of like bog standard conspiracy nutters, and you know there's a lot of nice people talking about good things, and that's that's fine. Fuck that. Um, um, so you probably want to go for like uh, 4chan, where that's that's where all the real fucking nightmare idiots hang out. Um, well, that's where I want to be. 4chan, you'll you'll be in your element if you're 911 conspiracy. No, no, no. I'm my, my main conspiracy that I believe in is that the moon landings weren't real. And I don't think anyone can really argue with that that point of view. I would imagine NASA would. <laughs> <laughs> But they're not on Reddit. <laughs> they're fucking they're stuck in the past, aren't they? Well, no, they're very, they're very firmly, they're very firmly looking to the future. NASA <laughs> stuck in the past. I think, yeah, I, I think um, <laughs> the raison d'etre of, Nach- of NASA is Nacho. Uh, Nacho, <laughs> the Nacho space program. Stop talking about Mexican food for fuck's sake. <laughs> I was going to burrito yesterday when you should have been researching for this podcast. I'm obsessed. What, what can I say? <laughs> anyway, fuck it. So anyway, the, so, so I'm upset. Well, I think I, I think you know. It takes through the rest of the plot. What what it, it, the best you can. What happens in this episode? Um, how how did we get to? point uh, so Fritz dies what I can do what I can do is tell you who killed the person and why what I can't do unfortunately because it was confusing and I I was paying attention and trying to catch it but there's so much going on there's so much, there's so many scenes of characters being dismissed and Jessica Fletcher talking to her mate the policeman and they're just they're basically having a big conflab and then she'll and this happened in the one I watched yesterday, she'll suddenly go I know exactly what's yeah, yeah. She'll it, like it, someone will it, say it, something it, and she'll go, hang on, that's it. No, it's so it, I don't know like it, it, it's it's uh, she never it, finds a clue. No, it's it, it's uh, Deus, uh, Deus Ex Machina, it's it's uh, God from the Sorry? Machine. Deus Ex Machina. Uh, God from the Machine. Is that a starter? <laughs> it's what I have before my burrito. <laughs> no, it's it, it was a it, it was a phrase that like coined by um, Aristotle. Um, mm. uh, um, repeatedly, um, and repeatedly, repeatedly. Um, yeah, um, and it, it and it basically means it, it, yeah, God from the machine, and basically kind of it, it's become. It, no, now it's like a, a sort of a lazy writer's trope where effectively something comes in from the middle of nowhere that has no bearing to anything that's actually gone on in the, the play, TV program, film, and basically kind of like comes in Podcast. and uh, well, I can be that. No. <laughs> and, what was it in this? What was it in this that did it? What was it that she? Someone said something and she went. It was the photos. There were there were two missing photos. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, someone from, said something first, though, that put her onto that. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, it kind of happens in flashbacks, doesn't it? But basically, there were the the guy who was murdered, who was um, Fritz. Fritz, who was writing the book. Uh, fucking hell! He wasn't a he wasn't a German. 
<laughs> Sorry, can we can we say Nazi actually? Uh, you can. <laughs> you just did. When I say Nazi, you say Farsi. <laughs> 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 that was a good weekend. Jesus Christ. You're not painting You're not painting yourself well in this. <laughs> okay. So so basically the the thoroughly non-Nazi Fritz. Um Come on. fuck. We've um, on the ball. Anyway, <laughs> He was killed in the end of the first half. Um, he was researching a book that basically he had evidence in, in the photographs. Photographs taken of the set of fuck all. <laughs> yeah. Of, of like just random scenes in the set that you would no, no, not... No. not. Not even random scenes of the set. They were photographs of the person with the clapperboard setting up for the scene they were going to shoot after lunch. With the, most of the photo out of focus, um, apart, and, from... <laughs> apart from the clapperboard, which forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe that the main thing about the clapperboard is that the film camera catches it. The actual, <laughs> the person doing like the, <laughs> the EPK, like the stills, the electronic press kit. Um, there were no, e- I know what an EPK is, thanks. Uh, and there certainly were in 1995. Um, yeah, no, no, it's not 1995, is it? That photo was taken in like... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. 1960, whatever, 1940-something, uh, whatever it was. 30, 35 years before. So 1960. 1960. <laughs> what I said. You know, you, you kind of got, you, you got lost and confused. <laughs> you thought there were no EPKs in 1995. Um, anyway, let's not argue amongst ourselves. <laughs> I think we're going to be doing a lot. Fundamentally, this is the real reason I'm annoyed, is that Tabby was right. Almost um, right. You were right, essentially. I was pretty much. It, 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 was, more, it was more consensual than I yeah. would have. Um... The child star, wee Jimmy Cranky. Mm-mm. Or just Jimmy Cranky now, but back in the day she was called Jimmy Cranky. She <laughs> killed Austin Young, the film director, because he wouldn't fuck her. Not because he did. That is, and she loved him, but she couldn't have him. And that's why she killed the film director, Austin Young. Fritz worked it out with the help of these photographs. And that's how she got nailed. Killing someone because they won't fuck you is not playing the long game. You're you're, you're basically going like, well, give it a month, give it a couple of, you know. If people kill people for not fucking them, there'd be a lot of death all over the fucking show. <laughs> I worry if, you're doing, if, you, if this is an insight into your brain. Brother. No, no, no. Just in general, there is, a, there is a lot of unrequited love flying, and unrequited lust, however you want to call it, flying around the world. And if people, if every time someone didn't want to have sex with someone, there was a risk of a murder... We would live in a very, very dangerous society. Discuss. I wouldn't be sitting next to you on this sofa. <laughs> no, you'd be trying to kill me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good, <yeah. laughs> Good work. <laughs> so. so that's what happened in the 
episode. Um, it, do, it, did we? It, did we properly? Yeah, so we do explain that. Um, well, we explain what happened. I, I, I still don't fully. So uh, that, that the whole piracy thing did that? Oh, they all got arrested because the blonde girl, the the tasty blonde actress that was going out with the hick farmer boy. Actually, actually an undercover, undercover police. Okay, so that was that was one of police the um, person, police, police uh, woman. That was one of the uh, that was one of the loose ends that was tied up. Her yeah. and her sort of like we didn't really talk about his sort of like slobby mate. Um, yeah. But we didn't but, believe. But, but we didn't believe the relationship, did we, between uh, her uh, and him? I think we made that. Uh, yeah, I'd like I, to think we made that point well and clearly in the first half of the I, show. Uh, and I'll, I'll give them credit for the writers because they kind of like put a uh, thoroughly unbelievable scenario that turned out to be thoroughly unbelievable. So and we both went, "Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah." So that's so that's it was good. a good twist. Um, the one thing we haven't um, uh, cleared up is the um, existence of um, uh, Jim Crestevil. Um, Who? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, Disappearing Jesus. Yeah. Um, still really no business being on the set. Living in the set. You know what? No business being in the episode. No like, bus- well, again, he he's, serves no purpose to the plot whatsoever. He's he's just part of the smoke and mirrors. He's just yeah. a, another, but the, another but all the others, But all the others play into it. Because you've got the Hank Duncan going out with the woman... Him and the old guy who's a lawyer, they're trying to pirate the film. They've all got a role. There was a w- he's just he's just some guy who came for an audition and he's living in the studio. In the studio, which, which he cannot possibly be doing because there's no way you can get access to a film studio twenty four seven to live in it. Not when everyone's noticing that you don't have an ID badge. Yeah, um, and then why is he disappearing? Yeah, because um, he has, you know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there was the wife slash girlfriend of um, of Fritz. Um, well, that's well, that's the that's the adopted daughter of the director. So she was like, she, uh, she was important. Oh, was she, moment, yeah, because she she came into it to like give a what, a bit of jeopardy to the film being made in the first place because she was, had the power to stop it. What was the weird thing about her having X amount of parking tickets? Not sure. There was a there was a very weird scene with Jessica Fletcher where she was discussing sort of like having parking tickets. It was like a wink, thought, wasn't it? She thought she paid them all off, but then but she hadn't paid one. Yeah, but one and then and there was like a moment where they both looked at him and went, uh huh. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck that was about. No, that made... was about saying I'm not guilty. You haven't found the person that's guilty yet, but it's not me. It's not me because I've got parking tickets. I've got, yeah, unpaid parking tickets. Oh, it's just it's it's muddying the water effectively. Like, if if you if you broke this down to all its you know essential parts, there is there is nothing there. This is what I mean. Like, <laughs> no, but there is something there. If you took out disappearing Jesus, take him out. You don't need him. Take him out. You've actually got. A reasonably good story with like the forgery people, the daughter of the director, and the fucking uh, the child star. You've actually got a yeah. reasonably good plot. 
there with those people. You don't need this fucking other red herring that confuses But then you're, right, then you're not going to get your 45 minutes, really. You are. And you it, are, because it was so confusing it, as it was. Well, no, Take it, out the fucking Jesus guy and just lengthen the other stuff and you've actually got something that people could watch vaguely understand. That's exactly what I say about the Bible. <laughs> exactly. Take out that Jesus guy. That's want, a good book. I want all the Old Testament shit. I want the I want the blinding and turning into pillars of salt. Yeah, That's what plagues I want. of locusts, <laughs> snakes and shit. Double oh, double yokers. I, I, I missed the snakes and shits chapter. Snakes and snakes. Crawly things that crawl if etc. Ricky Gervais did it. Fly yeah. things that fly if. All right. <laughs> there, are, there are snakes mentioned. Yeah, of course, Ser- serpents, perhaps. Well, there's one in the first fucking chapter of the New Testament. The talking snake. <laughs> one of the key characters in that book. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. He's that part. He's the guy in the you know that one major dramatic question. <laughs> Any right? So we're gonna get this better. Let's get. Let's try and. Uh, well, I don't know how to get back on track. Because um, it's, I don't think we will come across anything as confusing as this, with the exception of an old episode of Bergerac, ever again. Like, that is, there's too much going on in too short a time. The murder doesn't happen until 20 minutes before the end of a 45-minute episode. That's how crowded that first 25 minutes is with setting up fucking red herrings and shit. Loosen it up. Get rid of the Jesus. Have a fucking episode where you can let the characters breathe. You'd never get this shit with Midsummer. <laughs> well, they've got an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, uh, to be fair, I'd probably rather an episode of Midsummer was shortened to 45 minutes. That would be... Um, That'd be really confusing, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we'll be doing some Morse. We'll be doing some Cracker. We'll be doing some Columbo. <laughs> hey, Tabby's going to be doing some Cracker. I'm just going to be having a few beers, man. <laughs> Watch out for those episodes. They're going to be fun. If Tabby's doing Cracker, I'm doing it over Skype. (laughs) I don't want to be in the same room as that crazy motherfucker. But yeah, there there are plenty of better programmes to be watching than Murder, She Wrote. It's kind of entertaining. I would recommend a hangover. Okay, well that... that, uh, Yeah. Well, I think that brings us on to the last segment. So we'll just have some music. Boom. So we just have some music. Closing arguments. This is going to be the the final segment of the show. Is uh, we're going to rate from one to ten how good a detective we think Jessica Fletcher is. And this is something we're going to do every week from now on, every two weeks. For every detective, a rate between one and ten. One being. I think people understand how ratings work. No, sometimes one is the best and ten is the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but on this occasion, one is the best, five is the worst, six is the most competent, ten is the least competent. We really need to talk about your rating system. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ten is the best, one is the worst. Okay, Fine. thank you. Have it your way. I will. <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase the Burger King. Um, <laughs> so, 
So, from one to ten, we're going to do this with every detective that we do. <laughs> Sorry, I'd just like to point out, I'm referencing Aristotle, you're <laughs> referencing Burger King adverts. That's the way I roll, motherfucker. Okay. You roll it your way. And <laughs> 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 flame grilled. Okay, go for it. Well, I'm going to say this. And it's time to be serious now, because we've, we've all had fun, haven't we? I hope so. Well, I have. <laughs> you know, Tabby hasn't, or he's been, that's he's been that's off his face on cracker for the, that's the main since, thing. since the time I met him this morning. Um, <laughs> Jessica Fletcher, like it or not, there are two things I want to say. And if, you, and if you interrupt me, I will forget one of them. So if you just let me speak. Just... Oh. Huh. Number one... Number one, and this is serious, it is really good that there's a programme that ran for 12 years where the main character is like a 60-year-old a woman. Do you know what I mean? That, that shit that really doesn't happen anymore. Like, that is good. Like, from, a, from an age point of view and a feminist point of view, the fact that she is the main person and she solves these crimes, that is good. From a time point of view, I would have um, expected her to age 12 years. And she doesn't. Because <laughs> she because she plays older, but um, she she did manage to play a sixty year old woman for twelve years, which is impressive. Yeah, yeah it's called acting, Tubby. Well, acting and makeup, <laughs> and also just a suspension of time. That's a good thing, right? You can't argue with that. No, that, yeah, that, that is a genuinely one that, of the, that really doesn't happen now. Genuinely, one of the most successful TV programs. Yeah. 28 million people a week watching that in America. That's good. Secondly, how many people voted for Trump? <laughs> More than that, probably. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> she probably did. Lansbury. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, she would have done. Um, I don't think she's actually legally allowed to vote. She's British. She lived there a lot. She must have lived there a long time, though. Uh, maybe, maybe she's got citizenship for tax reasons. Anyway, we're going way <laughs> off course. <laughs> We had a big discussion about not bringing Trump into this. We just blowed it. Did we? Secondly, I think I don't like the programme any more than you. Sorry, any more than you do. But she's good. Like the detective Jessica Fletcher is good. Well, you can't say she isn't because she always fucking nails it, and she doesn't do it. She does work it out herself. I know it's annoying Not how she really. always realises it, but she does work it out herself. So I'm going to give her, and then it's your turn to talk, I'm giving her... I've given her a 7.5 out of 10. Fuck me. Detective that's... rating. I mean, this is really high. This is going to be difficult because this is going to be like the first rating. I know, I'm so benchmarking. You're going to benchmark just uh, like just Fletcher as like a... Not a euphemism. Uh, <laughs> wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> uh, so what I will say is that if we're going to kind of like base a racing system on this, it would seem like the fairest way to actually do that would give her like a five out of ten in the Ooh. we're going to be sort of like, because uh, you're going to have your, you're going to have your crackers. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And eat them, <laughs> um, and you and then you're gonna have your frosts, and then like you need to. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna ba I'm gonna basically set just lecture as the median, um, 
She ran for a long for a long amount of time. <laughs> she <laughs> literally a marathon in television terms. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent success rate. Um, but they all do because you know we can't really measure that because the program would be terrible if basically kind of <laughs> they got well, to, they got to the end of the like, what I would say forty five minutes is, and the killer was still free. That's which, not gonna... <laughs> but what I would say is that she does get to she always does get the killer, and everyone you ever watch though she works it out. It doesn't fall in her lap. She kind of does do it. So I'll do you a deal. You're going to say five for median. Yeah. To set the median. And I already said seven and a half. So why don't we do a deal that Jessica Fletcher is six out of ten. Because you've got to take into account that she does it all. But she always works it out. But you've also got to say that, you know, if there's a one on this scale... Then why have they got a television well, we, uh, program made about them? Uh, yeah. Um, so I reckon a six it was is like fair. A comedy. Um, well, well, let's it, call it a six. What? Well, let's do like a median. Um, oh, there, just, there what some... is what? Stop saying median. We're not getting. Uh, we're not getting someone from the spirit world involved in this. Median. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some foxes fucking outside. You just might be there. Some fox fucking. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we'll. Uh, so, what we'll do is we'll we'll take each other's scores and then we'll make a uh, make an average out of that. So, uh, why are you making this so confusing? Because it's really simple. Um, so basically, between your seven and a half and my five, um, that means that we have a median of six and three quarters. No, six point two five. Six point two five. Fuck. <laughs> Which is higher than the six that I was prepared to go in the first place. But well, fine. no, but, but no. Well, yeah, this is the system, and I never said my maths was perfect. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Felony homicide. So, folks, are the fucking outside. It's quite late. I've got to get all the way back to northeast London, so I think we're pretty much. I think we can at do the that. end of the. End of the show. I think so. Desperately glad that I don't have to do the edit. Um, yeah. There'll be no editing. It's all going in. Oh, God, you're going to regret that. It's not, it's not all going in. <laughs> Definitely cutting loads of it out. Yeah, probably. Probably a, a few bits. But you'll never get to hear them. <laughs> Any thoughts on what we might do next week? I think the ball's in your court. I think we should. Uh, I personally think we should bring it back to the UK. Um, well, I tell you what. I tell you what I'm going to do. We did agree that the next one we were going to do of those was Cadfael, which is a monk-based medieval detective. And when I say monk, I mean he was a monk, as opposed to as opposed to anything else. I might have meant the other um, a monkey. Um, oh, oh, monk, monk would be a good one to do. Monk. Yeah. Yeah, but I've already got Cadfire all all like downloaded and stuff. Uh yeah, so maybe Cadfire or maybe it'll be something else. Yeah, let's so, do Cadfire. It'll be interesting. Well we'll see. We're not gonna say for definite. No one's listening anyway, so it really doesn't matter. It doesn't really. But hey, if you are, thank you. Anyway, thanks Tubby. Thank you, Marcus. It's been great. This is the first episode of Detective Inspectors signing off. It's been lovely. You got anything you wanna say? Got anything you want to say? <laughs> You're fucking Nick with UT. <laughs> <laughs>